0: This is theology on the go: a brief interview about an eternal truth.
1: I want to show how they developed not only throughout church history, but in certain many aspects of their life as possible.
0: Hello and welcome to Theology on the Go. I'm your host, Jonathan Master. We are delighted to welcome to our program today, Simonetta Carr. Simonetta is an author of some exceptional volumes of church history. These are biographies that are geared primarily for children, but they're really suitable for everyone. Her latest is on Irenaeus of Lyon, but she's written many more besides. She's also a columnist for placefortruth.org and has a regular column entitled Cloud of Witnesses. Simonetta, we're glad you could join us today. Thank you. We're delighted to welcome you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I want to talk about your latest book on Irenaeus of Lyon, but first I wanted to start back even further. I'm curious, what made you first develop an interest in church history and the biographies of Christian women and men from the past?
1: Well, I don't know. I just started it. Someone was having uh, some church history classes at our church for Sunday school, and um, and that's when I just started to become very interested in it. And um, I actually was encouraging this person to write a book for children on church history or a series of books when. Um, He kept declining, so I finally did it instead.
0: So it was on you that you had to do it because the teacher wouldn't do it. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. So did you start picking up books on church history at that time as you're in the Sunday school class? I mean, did that lead you to other books and to kind of dig a little deeper into certain figures?
1: Yeah, I think it just started there and... um, I started to read in first about mostly about the reformation and and then I kept going and I just find it very fascinating
0: well your your works are incredibly fascinating. the way you write them is so engaging. I'm wondering what's the process like for you? How do you decide? who to research next. You said that you started in the Reformation and kind of worked out from there, but at this point, how do you make these decisions? I'm always fascinated when I get I get to see your columns a lot of times before they're published. And I'm always fascinated mm-hmm. by who you're researching and, and, I, and I'm always <laughs> curious, what is it that led you to this person?
1: Mm. Um, for the books, I had a particular vision. Initially, I didn't want to just write about any hero, I guess, of church history because there are so many other books out there and they're very good books. I wanted to focus more on the theological development. I wanted to show children how church doctrines developed and why we believe the way we do. So that's why I focus more on theologians. I put some women in there, so it's a little different for women, but yeah, I try to do that. And I try to put each character in their historical context, too. I think it's very important for children to see that, because sometimes, you know, they can have the idea of uh, you know, they, they learn about Jesus, the apostles, and then we jump to the present with some characters in between sometimes they seem a bit disconnected to children i think and i wanted to help them to see a development
0: no i mean i think you you hit on two features that i've noticed in all of Mm -hmm. your writing one is that you actually do explore the doctrinal development and Mm -hmm. the doctrinal contributions of each figure it's not just a story Mm -hmm. about their life it's really about their thought which is remarkable and then of course you do You do highlight certain women throughout church history. Mm -hmm. Now, now, why did you set out to do this for children? You were obviously in a Sunday school class. You said an adult Sunday school class. So why was it that you saw this gap and this need for younger readers to be exposed to church history?
1: Well, I had eight children. (laughs) And, yeah, I homeschooled uh, Most of them, I'm in school, all all of them, but most of the time. And I just was teaching them and I just saw a need for that type of material. I saw similar biographies, you know, by scientists or uh, artists. And I just saw a need for something about theologians.
0: So do you have specific children in mind when you write these books? I wondered about that. I wondered if you're sort of (laughs) thinking of your kids or thinking of your kids at a certain age. Is that how is that Mm -hmm. kind of how you do it? Because you're able to write at a level that I think children really can understand. In fact, I gave this latest one to my own kids. They're a little older, but I said, you know, just Mm -hmm. put yourself in the shoes of someone who's a little younger. And how would this work? And they both felt like, oh, yeah, it's crystal clear. So do you have people Mm -hmm. in mind when you write?
1: my Sunday school kids, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. I read it to them before before I send it to the publishers. So I see the reactions. Because right now my kids are all older, so I can't do it with my kids.
0: But you do have a test group of Sunday school students that you work with.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: You know, one of the things that I noticed as well, and this struck me as I was reading through the the most recent book, is that These are such great books for kids, but they're also the kind of books that if adults were reading them to their children, I think the adults would get a great deal out of them because I don't know how many people in the church even know about Irenaeus of Lyon. And so they pick up this Mm -hmm. book for their children and their children can understand it, but also they're learning a tremendous amount as well. So I think that's a tremendous ministry both to the children and to the adults who read to them.
1: Right. And I hope the adults will help the children, you know, develop some of these thoughts because I only share them very briefly. You know, I try to condense them and otherwise it would be too much for kids to have a book full of theology. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think, you know, if they can take them and then maybe develop them later on in their own time.
0: Well, I think you lay the groundwork for them to do further study and you kind of Mm -hmm. Lay out the main issues And so I've always found your things Tremendously well researched And you have a knack for picking the key The key elements The sort of core elements of whoever it is That you're studying Now you mentioned in this Irenaeus of Lyon book At the very end You said Mm -hmm. that this was the hardest one You ever wrote So I'm (laughs) wondering why was that Why was this the hardest one that you ever wrote And how did you gather the information for it
1: Well Uh First of all, we don't know hardly anything about Irenaeus. And if you look at any book about him, what we know is he was born sometimes, died sometimes. <laughs> and he moved to Lyon, wrote a book. And one time he visited Rome. And, you know, we just know a few things here and there. Polycarp was his teacher. And so I had to create a biography with that very... A small amount of information. And these books are biographies because what I'm trying to do, I don't want to just put a bunch of doctrines. I want to show how they developed, not only throughout church history, but in the life of these people. How they, you know, most of these people were pastors, they didn't just sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write something about <laughs> a doctrine, you know, in abstract. They saw the need in their own churches, and they they wrote for their flock many times, and, and so I tried to to insert as many aspects of their life as possible, and <laughs> with every I just didn't have much to work with, but I really wanted to do this book, because there's so much in I love his writings. I think they're very simple and easy to to understand and very direct. And they show a lot about his personality. I think. I think he was uh, very passionate. He loved uh, he loved God, of course, and he loved. God's creation, and you can see he really loved his blog too. He loved the Gnostics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wrote, uh, he wrote how much you know that he loved them more than they loved themselves. So I, all these things show a lot about him too. Well, that
0: kind of leads to my next question, and I think you've already partly answered it, but what were some of the main lessons that you learned from the life of Irenaeus? You said you were led to him through his writings, but why should mm-hmm. people, many of whom may not have even heard of Irenaeus of Lyon, why should they read about him? Why should they, in a sense, why should they care about him? What are they going to learn right. when they encounter this man?
1: Well, I think they, they will learn from his his writings and his doctrines, most of all, because What he wrote way back in the second century applies so much to today. I didn't make any applications in my books, but they're so obvious. So, you know, there's so many things we hear all the time today. You know, uh, these neoplatonic views of the material world being bad and, you know, our souls getting free from this Evil body, or and the ch- history of the church. He talked about the unity of the church at that time, which to me was very important. Different things he said, you know. But then, of course, there's the whole recapitulation and the whole idea of looking for new truths and how people just love to to hear something new and uh, and discovered in the Bible. There is everything basically he just wrote so much in that one little book he wrote and uh, I think there's a treasure in there so that's why I wanted to do it and I I kept saying you know it's so hard to do it and and I don't have any information about his life but I want to do it so that just kept me going.
0: Well, it is amazing how many of the issues that he brings up in the second century are still with us today. I mean, it just goes to show how these are perennial issues that the Christian church faces Mm -hmm. and that we, we sort of all have to deal with. Now, you've written a number of other biographies as well. And by the way, I would commend all of them to our listeners. I mean, this is the latest one, Irenaeus of Lyon by Simonetta Carr, but there are others as well. And so here's what I'm wondering, Simonetta. I hate to put you on the spot like this, but have you developed any fa- any favorites? I mean, is it like, is it the kind mm-hmm. of thing that you can't pick a favorite? Or do you now, ha- having <laughs> done this research, do you have any favorite figures from church history if you had to pick one or two?
1: It is hard because, yeah, there's a lot of them I really liked. I think the hardest ones, the ones that were hardest to write, are probably my favorite now because I had to... Dig more into my research and also into the personality of the people. I was writing about because I I wanted to, to show who they were, you know, with the limited uh, information we had. So I don't know. There's there's a lot. I really liked many of them. John Calvin, Augustine, Athanasius, Marie Duran was also one of my favorites because. She, Again, we didn't know much about her. When I first started writing about her, I was thinking she was 28 years or so in in a prison, in a, in a tower. So what am I going to say about her life? Yeah. And yeah, but, you know, again, I wanted to do it because there was so much that we don't know about that time in church history in France, just before the French Revolution. There was a small church that was very fervent, and uh, again, some of the issues, they're the same today, because there were people who uh, were trying to get away from from the Orthodox doctrine, and they were just trying to, there were, there were a lot of prophecies at that time, and, and people saying that they heard from God, and so they went in very different directions and there was a small group of people trying to bring them all back together to the scriptures and to to the unity of the church so i thought that was fascinating and uh, i used their life to show that
0: yeah i love i love the books where you take people who are a little less well-known. Marie Durand is a great (laughs) example. Even Peter Vermulli, I think that's that's a beautiful book because these aren't figures that we hear a whole lot about. And so you just do an excellent job of explaining their relevance and and telling a little bit about their biography. Now, Simonetta, my last question is this. As you know, I'm a huge fan of your work and I want to commend your books to our listeners. But do you have a church history book or books that you recommend to people who want to study the Christianity of the Past. In other words, we recommend your books, but is there kind of a go-to volume either of church history or maybe a favorite primary source that you've read that if someone said, boy, I don't know anything about church history, you would point them in the direction of this book or this couple of books?
1: Uh, it's hard with church history. I I read a few books. It's hard to point to one comprehensive book. I think I would point people to, you know, Ligonier has a series of uh, videos and they can be just downloaded as MP3 or something. Are these the Bob Godfrey ones? Yes, I think those I think are very good, very simple, very concise, but also they focus on the main issues. So I found those very helpful, yes.
0: Yeah, those are a good introduction to the study of Mm -hmm. church history, as are your books. So Simonetta Carr, keep up the good work. We love reading (laughs) your articles on Place for Truth. Love it when a new book comes out. The book is called Irenaeus of Lyon. It's in the Christian Biographies for Young Readers series, published by RHB, Reformation Heritage Books. It's beautifully illustrated. I'm holding it in my hands right now. Beautiful illustrations and some beautiful pictures as well that go along with the text, not drawings, but but actual photos of things. So, Simonetta, thanks so much for your time today, and thank you for your ongoing work. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Theology on the Go. We interviewed Simonetta Carr about her book Irenaeus of Lyon, and we'd like to give listeners an opportunity to get a free copy of this book. Go to placefortruth.org, click on the Theology on the Go link, and there'll be a link there to enter for a chance to win Irenaeus of Lyon by Simonetta Carr. We'd also like to encourage you to continue to follow the articles on placefortruth.org. As I mentioned at the beginning, Simonetta is a regular columnist, and she puts together short biographies of sometimes obscure figures from church history, but they're all excellently written and they're good introductions to the study of these figures from the past. We cannot continue to do what we do at placefortruth.org or at Theology on the Go without the support of generous listeners like you. If you are able to make a gift and you'd like to do so, you can do it on placefortruth.org. Or you can go to AllianceNet.org. The Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals relies on gifts from donors to continue to do what we do. And thanks again for listening to Theology on the Go, a brief interview about an eternal truth.